Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So the title of this new series is Why Give? I'm going to be talking about tithing today, be talking about generosity and giving. I mean, there are those who say, you know what? Uh, Pastor himself said it yesterday at the men's breakfast. He said, well, tithing isn't really giving because it's already God's money. But for purposes of this discussion, I will say it's giving God his money back. It's God's money, but you got to return it to him. He's letting you do what you want with his money, but it's up to you to do the right thing. You say, man, well, what is that? What is tithe? Tithe is 10%. And I know that's going to mess some people up today. I know not everybody in here gives tithes. Hey, that's between you and God. It is. I'll never enforce that in a way that says, you know what, you have to, you have to, or I'm going to, no. And I don't know what you give. As a whole, I do not know what people in this house give. But I do know that I want to see you blessed. God has taken care of, of me and my wife for years. We've been married 16 years. He's done things in our lives that had nothing to do with our salary or the money that was coming in. We've traveled the world. We've bought houses. God's hand has been on us. He's like, Y'all are lucky. Luck has nothing to do with it. In fact, I would go so far as to say that luck has to do with Lucifer. You know who Lucifer is? That's the devil. So I don't, I don't like luck. I don't believe in luck. It's your lucky day. You know, we'll joke around sometimes. But I believe you're either blessed or you're cursed. You're either blessed or you're cursed. All of you is blessed or they're either, they're either that or there's sometimes there's remnants of the curse in our life. You say, man, Pastor Matt, you mean like a witch or a warlock cursed me or the curandero? Well, that can happen. And as believers, even as Hispanics, let me just say this today. There's a lot of Hispanics in the house. We have a multicultural room in here. But Hispanics, don't go to curanderos even if they say it's the power of God. It is not. It's the power of Satan. That will ruin your luck. Do not go to curanderos. If you have in the past, you ask God to forgive you. All that stuff is wacky. They say, yeah, they believe in the Virgin Mary. They believe in the power of God. I don't care if they believe in the Easter Bunny. You do not go to seek witchcraft from people and tarot cards and, and beads and all this stuff, and they're trying to tell you your future. No, man, that will bring a curse on you. That's an abomination to God. So Scripture says that God holds your, your, your future in his hands, and that's why we give. That's another reason why we give. Now, let me say something to you. Very important before I read you a text this morning. Serving God starts with our money. Serving God starts with your money. Scripture says where your heart is, there your treasure will also be, right? You're going to spend money on the things that are important to you. Now, I know you got bills. You're like, I guess they're important to me, the light bill and everything I have. Sure, it's important. All right, we pay for that. You buy groceries, but you've got to put God first. Serving God begins with your money. I believe that with my whole heart. And here's what the Hebrews believe, the Jews. There's a new move among Orthodox Jews now. It's fascinating. I, I didn't realize they had ever lost the art of giving tithe. But now there's a new wave of giving tithe among the Jewish people, God's original people of the Old Testament. And the word they use in Hebrew, for they, they translate it as charity. I sent a video to my staff last night. They translate it as charity. We say tithing, not just giving to charities, but you tithe at your local church, first of all. But the word in Hebrew is Sedaka. That's a strange word. And it's interesting because that's the word they use for tithing and giving charity. And it also is translated in Hebrew as righteousness. 
Huh. So, yes, I believe with my whole heart that if you see yourself as right with God because you've accepted Jesus, then the righteous, those who are right with God, will give to his kingdom. We don't beg for money up here. I'm not going to give a raise because you give more this week. I'm not. That's just not how it works right now. It just doesn't. But you need the blessing. This church is debt free. Praise God. Here we are on the south side. This place is all paid off. God's hand has always been on this ministry because of our founding pastors. Mom and dad, they've always been givers. Man, when they were building this church, God told dad, it's going to be debt free. Guys would walk up. One guy came through that door one time, I think, with a bag of money. Dad didn't know him, never saw him again. It may have been drug money. But he said, Pastor, I need to give you this money. How much was in the paper bag? Do you remember? It was like $10,000. You don't remember. It was, Dad said it was full of money. You didn't smell it to see what it smelled like or anything. Say, I smell everything. <laughs> kind of weird. Asked my wife. She's like, that's gross. Why are you smelling that? Well, I don't know. You got to see where it's been. I'm part dog. <laughs> this money mm, came from the casino. No, I don't know. Nope, that's drug money. I can smell traces of stuff. No, I, Hey, you know what? As soon as it enters this house, doesn't matter where it came from. It is God's money. You're giving it. It's sanctified. You said, man, someone gave me some money. I don't know where they got it. Man, it may have been illegal. They paid me for that car. Now that it's in your hands, it's God's money, and you do the right thing with it. My wife and I tithe on everything that comes into our bank account, anything that comes into our hands. What is tithe? It's 10%. Let me make that very clear. People say, I've only been tithing 3%. Mm, you haven't been tithing. You've been giving an offering of 3%. No, I've been tithing. No, tithing is 10%. Someone say 10%. The, man, they teach this at King's Kids. They're teaching your kids this right now. There's a great review for us. Some of you say, I've heard this. I know this, Pastor. But God has something in it for everybody today. Believe you me. Sedaka in Hebrew means righteousness or giving or charity or tithing. So, let's go to the Old Testament real quick. Let's go to Malachi 3.8. We're in the New King James Version. And I need you to remember something. Tithing was always part, always part of God's promise and His covenant, even long before the law came into existence. Because Abraham gave tithe. Now, people can try to justify it away, fight it, say, Jesus, um, you know, He didn't talk about tithing. No, He does. Actually, in Matthew 23.23, I believe He said, yes, you should tithe. And he makes it sound like it's so basic. He said there's even more important stuff like justice and love and mercy. But he's saying, yeah, it's foundational. You should tithe. Jesus says that in the New Testament. But I'm going to read you a text here. It's one of the most popular in Scripture for speaking about the tithe. And I want you to let this soak into your spirit today. Will a man or a woman rob God? I got equal rights today, man. Men and women are equals in God's eyes. So will a man or a woman rob God? The old translation is masculine there, but it means people. Will people rob God? God says, this is God speaking through the prophet here, Malachi. He says, yet you have robbed me. What? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. So did you know we are thieves if we don't give to God what belongs to him? Wow. Say, man, Pastor Matt, had I known you were going to talk about this, I would have come next Sunday. Look, I tell you the truth, and I speak the word to you. I need to reiterate it today because I love you. More important than that, God has me here because he loves you, and I'm going to speak the truth because one day I will stand before his throne and give account for everything I've taught or didn't teach. 
I can't be afraid to bring it up. I've heard of churches where pastors are afraid to talk about tithing and they can't pay the light bill. That's not good. It shouldn't even be that. That shouldn't even be an issue. I, I wish more pastors were in this position. I thank God for my parents and them obeying God. I am a generational pastor and a generational preacher. It's not a family business, but it is a family calling. And I do know this, that when people give, we set up future generations for blessing when we teach them the truth. We teach the truth and we teach the truth. And I'm going to tell you this morning, no, we don't need your money for the light bill. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And many of you in here are givers. You're great givers. You're givers. Man, if you have the money, you're going to give it. But make it a habit. We pay tithing like a bill, not to lessen what that is. But right off the top, before anybody else gets their money, I do text to give every week. That's God's money. 10%. That is his. And we give over 10% every year, my wife and I. But that is, man, we've got to be a living example. And I'm not going to take up an offering as a pastor if I'm not giving. That's why I bring that up so often. We do text to give. We give. And I do it because I need God's blessing. I need his hand on every part of my life. So he said, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. He's starting off to the people of Israel. Look at this. This is pretty hardcore, isn't it? Some say, man, that's harsh. This is God speaking truth. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Wow. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. This is the storehouse for your tithe. That there may be food in my house and try me now in this. That's the only place in the Bible where God says, prove me, test me, or try me. I saw that video last night, and it said, in God we test. You can test him. Put him to the test. Give and see. Look at what he says. Try me now in this. Prove me. Test me. Let's move on. Says the Lord of hosts. And see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. God has blessed some of you for giving to his kingdom. You're having to empty out your closets every year. Some of you, we talked about this last week, it's time for a garage sale or to take it to wherever accepts clothing. Your primos, remember? We talked about size zero, size two, size four. I'm never getting back into the, tw- hopefully hopefully, I never get back into 29s, right? I'd be, I'd be a little underfed. So it's time to give and make room for more so God can bless you. And when you make room for more, God's going to bless you and you will be a channel and he will funnel his blessing through you if he knows you're going to be a blessing to his kingdom and to others. Many of you have businesses in here and you've hired people, man. That's a blessing. The church has a daycare. We've hired people. That's been a blessing to people over the years. That daycare has been going on now for 22 years. Child care facility. And all because... We want to be a blessing. And if we, couldn't be a, if we weren't blessed, we couldn't be a blessing. Is somebody with me right now? I am not getting to all my points, but I like Sundays like that, where God speaks because I know he's dealing with something in your heart and in mine. So let's keep going. He says, I'm going to give you, prove me, test me, try me, see if I don't open up the windows of heaven, the Lord says, and give you a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Let's keep going. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, whatever devours If you had crops, you wouldn't let the bugs destroy your crops. I've heard of people who tithed and gave, and bugs destroyed their their neighbor's crops and didn't touch theirs. Because he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And you can say, that's the devil, too, because the devil, he doesn't come for 10%, does he? God's righteous. God says, I'm trying to get you to overcome greed, and so you learn how to give, 
I ju- I'm just asking for 10%. Anything else you want to give, give more on top of that. I'll give you plenty to live on. The devil says, what? I want it all. I want to see you destroyed and in the grave and in hell. I want to destroy you. Scripture says in John 10, 10. Satan, the thief, comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came. He said, I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. Okay? So the enemy wants it all. God says, I want your whole life, but I'm only asking for 10%. Wow. Say, what does that mean? My dad says it so well. I would rather have 90% blessed than 100% cursed. Are you all with me? I know the Lord's messing with some of you today because some of you say, man, well, I give, but I just give whatever, whenever, whenever I can. No, look, trust me, even this week, mark my words, I, I give you this prophetic word, even this week and next week. If you've never tithed before and you say it's not in my budget, put it in your budget first and God will begin to work miracles in your lives, I promise. How many of you, go ahead, let's just do a show of hands. How many of you have tithed and given to God before and he's worked miracles in your life? Go ahead and raise your hand. My hand's right here. Look at that. Look at that. The proof is right there. What, what do Southerners say? The proof is in the pudding. I don't know what that means. But there's the proof right there. God has always come through. Someone say, God has always come through. God has always taken care of you. He has. Someone say, God has always taken care of me. He has. I know he has. You're mir- you are miracles. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear what? fruit for you in the field says the lord of hosts and all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land says the lord of hosts all nations will call you blessed people will call you blessed they will know you are blessed it's real simple it's amazing when you go out to eat with someone and you say simple things say no i got it i'll take care of it today it's on me that shows that you're blessed you have a little extra don't you how many of you say don't raise your hands, Anthony. Listen carefully. I tricked you last week or a couple weeks ago. Anthony was just listening so well. He said, Pastor Matt, I'm just raising my hand. I support it. You got it? I support it. I said, man, that's a man of God over there. Listen carefully. How many of you do not want to be blessed? Okay, very good. How many of you say, I don't? No, it's not that I don't want to be blessed. I just don't need to be blessed. Hmm. No, I think we've just proven, not just by consensus, but God's word and your agreement with God's words, word this morning, that we should all be tithers and givers. We should. Now, modern, there, there's modern doctrine now that's come around. You can call it what you want, Reformed theology. I don't know what it is. Modern doctrine. People say, no, we, that shouldn't be you know, compelled. People shouldn't have to give 10%. People, man, they should give way more than that. I know. But if we don't have a standard, then some people will never give anything. It's just how it is. Think about it. If the standard for us was, well, whatever, whatever you want over 10 percent, many people will go or it's just whatever you want all the time. People will go, well, I'm not really going to give to God. But I want you to receive this down deep inside today. And that is God cares for you. Number one. God's watching over you. God cares about your future. He cares about your family and your legacy. And don't you know this? Money is not our God. It's not. It's a poor God because it can't save you. But Scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Money takes on the personality of its owner. Did you know that? 
You have a substance abuse problem? Well, then money goes to substance abuse. You have a pornography problem? Then money may go to that. Or you say, man, no, I'm going to give tithe and offering. I'm going to bless people. I'm helping support my mom, supporting my dad. I'm giving money to my aunt, whatever. I'm giving to a local boys club. Whatever other things there are that you give to, but you always got to put God first. God first. And that proves where your heart is, where your money goes. Are you with me? Okay. Now, I know some of you in here have businesses, and that is great. Praise God. I think there's numerous businesses in here. But obviously, God is your priority. God will bless your business if you put him first. Someone say first. Uh He's got to be first. God has to be first. So the first thing I want to talk about today after that extra long intro, and we may have to get into this again next week, is tithing is obedience. Now, I like surveys. Those who have been with me for a while, you know I like surveys, right? How many of you, when you were raising your kids, you say, let's say you have kids now. You either raise kids or you have kids now. How many of you say, oh, it never mattered to me if my kids obeyed me or not? Raise your hand. And you're grounded. Right? No. It's important that your kids obey you, huh? Isn't it? If they get, they, they get to the age where they know everything and they can pay rent, 18 plus or whatever, they can head out. God bless you. God bless you. God bless them, right? But hey, while they're in your house, they got to go by your rules. They got to obey. And people don't like that word, obey. Like, oh, they made it a demonic thing. Made it weird. Obey? I don't want to obey God. Why wouldn't you? He always has your best interests in mind. God cares what happens to you. He cares how blessed you are. Some of you were ra- some of you may have been raised in poverty. And was it fun never having enough? That's not fun. It's not fun. There's no joy in that. People say, "No, if I'll just be poor, if I'll take an oath of poverty, God will really bless me," which seems counterintuitive. They say, "Man, I I'm just poor. That's how God wants me to be." Here's what people don't realize. Jesus did say he didn't have a place to lay his his head. He was traveling He was an itinerant preacher. He was an evangelist. He was everything. He was traveling. He was sharing the word. But Jesus, Scripture says there were women that were part of his group, his entourage, that gave to his ministry. Why? Because Jesus was responsible for his disciples and their families to make sure everybody got fed. So there was money coming into Jesus' ministry. And we know there was money because Judas was the treasurer. Remember? Remember when Mary Magdalene, she... uh, she, she, I think she did a year's salary or something with that, that essence of nard that she broke and poured over Jesus' feet. And Judas said, oh, man, that could have been sold and given to the poor. Sounds religious, huh? Scripture says, not because he cared about the poor, but because he had the money bag and he was a thief. So there was money coming into Jesus' ministry. There was valuable things. Hey, things cost money, huh? They do. Money's not your God, but I need balance in here. I need to speak balance and truth that money is important in people's lives. You thought about it this morning. There's something you want, and guess what? It doesn't cost good looks, or you would have already had it. That's how good-looking I think y'all are. Me, I don't know. I'm pretty charming, though. Maybe I could have talked him into it if that's the way it worked. Man, come on. You know, I'm good for it, you know. Don't I look honest to you? Like, you know. You thought about money this morning. 
People say it makes the world go around. Well, it's part of how our system works. And if there's no money, God will give you enough crops, God will give you enough canned goods, enough silver, gold, bread, whatever, to buy and trade. But he will take care of you. He will always give you enough if you put him first. So it's important to know that. Once again, you can go to All Sips After Church today, take all your friends, park your cars, occupy all the pumps, and say, I'm here based on my looks and my kind heart, my winning personality. I want to fill all these vehicles with gas. Uh, and just look at it and go, ah, probably 500 bucks, 600 maybe maybe 1000 I'm good for it. Put it on my tab. They'll say, you know what? We're going to give you time. We haven't tripped the silent alarm yet, but we're about to call the cops. Get out and don't come back unless you have money to pay for you and all your friends' gas. So you need money for stuff. So, so this, this is really important why you give. Scripture says, give and you shall receive. You give away shoes, God will bless you with shoes. You give away money, God will bless you with money. And according to that text we just read, he'll even protect you. He said he will rebuke the devourer. Hmm. So instead of being cursed, you'll be blessed. And we'll get into blessing more um, possibly this week, for sure next week. But tithing is obedience. And recently, a man of God, his name is Landon Schott. I believe his church is called Mercy Culture. He said obedience to God is success. Look how simple that is. Obeying God makes you successful. Wow. And giving is a command. Is everybody with me? It's a command. He said, oh, that's in the Old Testament. Well, if you're not going to believe the Old Testament or read it, tear it out of your Bible. Just have a New Testament. No. Our, the foundation of our faith comes from the Old Testament. Can you imagine Jesus came and died on the cross so he did away with giving and tithing? That doesn't make sense, does it? That doesn't make sense. We need the blessing. So we should be givers like the old school Hebrews were. That's why the Jews were so blessed. So tithing is obedience. Let's go to John 14, verse 13. Look at this. I love this. Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. But then there's something closely tied to it in the same context. He says, ask for anything and I will do it. But look at this. If you love me, obey my commandments. That's interesting. That's in the same area there, the same context. Ask me for anything. I'll do it. Pray according to my will. But if you love me. Obey my commandments. And remember, Jesus said, I believe it's Matthew 23, 23. Yes, you should tithe. That's one of his commandments. Let's go to Job 36, 11. Talking about people here, right? Me, you, and everybody else. If we listen or they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with what? Prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be pleasant. What does the next verse say? But if they refuse to listen to him, they will cross over the river of death, dying from lack of what? Understanding. Isn't that crazy? So obedience brings life and blessing. Let's go back to that first verse. So prosperity is so much more than money. Is everybody still with me? Prosperity is so much prospering, according to the New Testament. I believe it's 3 John. says, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God wants all of you to prosper. Remember, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You are three in one, just like God himself. He created you, men and women, in his image. Right? 
So God wants all of you to be blessed. So can you imagine God said, well, I just want you to be healthy, man, healthy, strong. You can run miles, man, no heart problems, nothing, but I want you to be poor. Does that make sense from a heavenly father? I want you to struggle to pay the light bill. I want you to struggle to be able to loan money. No, Scripture says, he promised us this in the Old Testament, that you would lend and not borrow. I know, some of us got some debts to pay. We do too. Want to pay off some houses? Praise God. You want to pay off some cars maybe, some school loans? Pay those off. That is God's best for you, to pay those off. But God's perfect plan is that you be able to lend and not borrow. Why? Scripture says, the borrower is servant to the lender, huh? I don't know y'all's lives. It's been, gosh, 25 years since I've been in finance, but I used to be a collector. I was the one they paid because they liked. I figured that out early on. I said, man, I'll come above the line in their budget if I'll just be nice to people, which that came naturally for me. So I would go out to collect, and sometimes people would say, man, these other finance companies, they're mean, but you're nice, Matt. I'll pay you on Friday. I said, see you in the office. And they'd lie. I knew a lady, man. She worked in there. Dad thought this was so funny. She's crazy. I'm not going to give you her name. She was crazy. She'd get on the phone. She'd say, you, you lied to me last week. You need to come pay me. No, I'm coming. You know, they're begging, promising. And she goes, you swear? She'd make them swear. You swear you're coming Thursday? I remember going like, mija, golly, come on, man. They're swearing and stuff, and, they, and they'd lie. She'd make them sinners. They'd swear to God and lie. Borrower's servant to the lender. Be calling people, hey, you coming in today to pay your payment? Some of you have done that, man. Hey, and if you, if you owe any B finance companies like Liberty and Security, pray that God deliver you because those interest rates are terrible. People from the church used to show up, ask for a loan. I'd like, you can't go borrow this from a friend, from your Theo, from your neighbor, from your auntie, anybody. Don't borrow from us. It's crazy high interest. The borrower is servant to the lender. But if you'll obey God, he will take care of everything. He will make you right on the high places of the earth, Scripture says. I want to, I wanna, you know what? I wasn't planning on hitting this. Let's do this, and I'm just going to read through it, and I will wrap it up this morning. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Look at all the blessings in God's word for obedience. It details it. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, how many of you know it's a lot simpler now, right? Love God and love others. If you love God and love others, you're going to be a giver, huh? Are you with me? If you love God, you're going to be a tither. If you love others, you're going to be a giver. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Wow, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. You say crops, bank accounts, whatever it is you have that you're growing or wanting to multiply your property, everything. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Remember, he's speaking to shepherds here. They had sheep and goats and everything. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. So anything you buy at the store, that's blessed. Whatever you eat is blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The word used for blessing there in the Hebrew, it means you don't lack any good thing. Everything is taken care of. Shalom. Everything is covered. You will be blessed. Let's keep going. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They'll attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Huh. 
Talk about a tail kicking. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain, your bank accounts, whatever, your yards with stuff to sell and buy and things you need. The Lord your God will bless you in the land what? He is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, the Lord will establish you as His holy people. That's who you are. You're separate as He swore that He would. (laughs) Just as He swore that He would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. Let's stop there. Let's stop there. All the nations of the world will see that you're a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. Some people will just be freaked out because they'll look at you and go, because do you know the world's studying you? They go, how is she going to react to this problem? How is she going to react to this doctor bill? How is he going to react to losing out on that? How are they going to react? How are they going to react? The world's watching. And then they look at you, and you are the fulfillment of Romans 8, 28. All things work together for your good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And they go, how did you do that? And you say, God did it. I'll tell you right now, there's been times where we've given tithe, offering, and first fruit. First fruit's the offering we do here to sanctify the year. say, man, that's a lot of giving. It's what we believe. It's what Scripture teaches. And we want to be like God. We want to be Christ. Like Jesus was a giver. We want to give just like Jesus did. We know that he hung out. Sometimes he'd be in the temple. He'd hang out near the the, uh, offering chest. And he'd comment on it. We'll get into that later in the series, hopefully. But God has made it a priority that you give and that you give to him. But there's been times, before I forget this, I need to say it. There's been times where our budget, mine and my wife's, I've looked at stuff. We've given first fruits or whatever, just get offerings that we gave. And I was like, I don't know where exactly the money came from that we were able to give that. You know, times past a thousand dollars or something that's big money you say man you got to be rich to give a thousand dollars no you just have to have a thousand dollars i was taught that that's good wisdom huh so you got to be rich to give two hundred dollars no you just have to have how much y'all are brilliant students my favorite my favorite people right here brilliant students so we've given before and i would look at it and go man how is that going to work and it was almost like we hadn't even given it our budget wasn't even affected, and I can't, I can't explain it to you on paper. It just doesn't make sense to the natural mind. Like, we gave that. Everything that got paid, and we have extra, God just blessed everything, and he will stretch your money out. Say, Pastor Matt, I wish you wouldn't talk about this. No, I'm talking about it because I love you, and I want to see you blessed. Oprah ain't got it all together. I'm going to tell you right now, but Oprah is a giver. That's one of the great reasons why Oprah is blessed. You know the whole everybody's getting a car thing? Car for you, car for them, you know. Oprah gives stuff away. She's a giver. She builds orphanages. She has some strange doctrine when it comes to Scripture and God and hell and everything else and heaven. But that lady's a giver. God bless her for that. People that give are blessed. All right? I'd ask you if there's any questions this morning, but there's too many of you. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, if you would, please. God has always wanted to prosper you, but it's got to start with your spirit and your soul. You say, man, I I don't know how I can get my soul to prosper, my mind, my will, and my emotions. My thinking, my deciding, my my feelings. Well, we got to get you 
right with God. And that is what we call getting saved, accepting Jesus. If there's anyone in this house who has never made Jesus the Lord of their life, you've never confessed him as your Lord, would you raise your hand today and I want to pray with you. You've never confessed Jesus as your Lord. Please let me pray with you. This is your time. This may be for someone on the live stream, on YouTube or Facebook Live. But if that's you today, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. It's so, so, so important. All right. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me. Forgive me. I'm a sinner without you. I am separated from you. But say, I call upon your name. Please forgive me. I need your forgiveness and your grace. See, I believe that you are Lord. You're my Lord, and you're my Savior. Jesus, you died so that I could go to heaven, so that I could avoid hell. Thank you for your forgiveness. And say, I believe. Say it again. Say, I believe that you're my Lord and Savior, and you died and rose again for me. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.